All right, everybody. Sorry about the situation, and I know it's going to take a few people, a few minutes, um, for people to get over here and figure out that we screwed up a live stream. And I'm a little annoyed because this software was supposed to do something, and of course it didn't do it. So it is what it is. Uh, I apologize for that, and we will try to get it figured out. Um, I tested this this week, and it seemed to work. Everything was fine. And I don't know. I don't know what the scoop is. I don't know why it didn't work. I have no idea. So uh, we're going with low production. We're actually not going with low production. We got a new camera for live streaming. We got a new microphone set up. We got new lighting. We got new everything. We got geese. geese. <laughs> um, so uh, the idea is, or the idea was, do we have live chat going? Mm -hmm. Why aren't we seeing it over here? I don't know. I am very... This is troubling. People are popping in, though. Good. 13 in here now. Okay, good. Thanks for Thanks popping for over, y'all. Thanks for uh, dealing with this ridiculousness. I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't even know how to fix this. <sighs> Sorry, y'all. We're trying to be all super awesome and do a new thing. So there's a piece of software that I can buy that I bought. It costs 50 bucks a month to be able to do a, uh, where we can stream to more than one platform at a time. So we could stream to Facebook and to YouTube at the same time. Mm -hmm. The other thing we could do is it would make it easier for us to do like uh, guests and stuff. It would make it easier for us to. Um, and the other thing is that the main reason I did it is because I want to make the experience for you as a watcher of these live things better. So we were going to be able to like put um, your comments, you know, if you super chat, or if you are a Patreon member and you ask a question, we would be able to put that on the screen so everybody could see it. Um, that's the main reason why I did it. And so it something failed. I'm going to have to do some more testing. But I it test must be a, something that's going on with YouTube because now we're just in YouTube and we still can't see everything. We're we can't see, see our chats that we're supposed to see so. and all of that. It's kind of weird. So do you have the chats on the... So we'll be looking... Um, yeah, John Garantz just texted me and said, yeah, you were here on Facebook. Yeah, people were saying it was good on Facebook. Yep. Well, sorry, Facebook. I guess we'll just have to deal with it later. And I'm going to go ahead and no, have... No, you probably should delete that. Delete what? The one on Facebook. Oh, I will. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I will. So anyway, yeah, so you guys see live chat. I see it on my phone, and she sees it on her phone, but we don't see it on the computer. So that means, um, yeah, why is the live? Is there another window open or something? Nope. No, because it's toggled all the way over. It is. 
I can't see my chats on the screen, which is really tough. Okay, so uh, I guess what we're going to do is the first thing we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and go to our Patreon questions that came in. We're going to do this the same way we normally do it, even though it's a little awkward. And we're going to chat about what we're drinking, and we're going to hang out, and we're going to have fun, uh, even though it kind of got screwed up. So uh, for those of you that are not familiar, on our live streams on Thursdays, we take viewer questions from the internets and we try to answer them all about guitar stuff and other random stuff and whatever. And let's just see how random we can get it. The main thing is um, what people do is they go over to Patreon and they answer questions over there to make sure that they're featured at the top of the show. So I know that this isn't all the way at the top of the show because we had all this messing around to do, but here we are. So uh, let's see. Zoltan wants to know what happens if the two coils of a humbucker are wired in opposite directions, one clockwise and the other counterclockwise. Like if one of them is flipped upside down, will it work as normal? Uh, okay, so it will if you so a lot of people don't know this, but if you wind a humbucker both coils are actually wound in the same direction you just hook them up opposite to each other if you wind one in one direction and one in the other direction they will be out of phase and you will have to make up for that uh in how you wire it it could be fixed but it's not ideal um if you if one's wound wrong it will be out of phase definitely for sure that was a really good question, though. Um, and then, let's see. Phil wants to know, could you perhaps talk about the importance and reasons for shimming a Stratocaster? What is it that I'm trying to accomplish when using a shim? So you don't always have to shim. Uh, you don't always have to shim a guitar. You don't always have to shim a Tele or a Strat. Um, but a little bit of neck angle helps in the setup. Um, it does a couple things. It gives you a better breakover angle on your saddles. So when you shim the neck, it forces you to raise the saddles up and it gives you a, a harder break angle. I like that on some guitars, some guitars, you don't need it. The other thing is that, uh, sometimes you need a shim. Uh, the easiest way to explain it is it it does affect how much neck relief you end up needing um, because of how the heel sits in the, the heel of the neck sits in the guitar. So if the neck is a hundred percent completely straight and you put neck angle in it or you put uh, relief in it, then you have like a hump if that makes sense. So if the, the, the peg head is down here and the heel of the guitar is here and you put relief in it, then you have like it goes down in the middle and then it comes up like this. Now that doesn't, it's not that obviously, but it does require you then to make, use a higher saddle height to get over the hump if you're using your higher frets. This also can be exacerbated by depending on a couple of things how deep the neck pocket on the guitar is, how thick the fretboard is, like how what the what the distance from the bottom of the neck to the top of the fretboard is and how big your frets are. So 
basically how fat from the bottom of the neck to the top of the frets the guitar is can have an effect on this as well. So if you put a little shim in there and you bring up everything, then what it does is it more or less like strains it out and it, it makes it kind of go like this, if that makes sense. Um, I, I don't, it's hard to explain when you do it, you'll be like, Oh, this telly plays so much better. Oh, this strap played so much better. And it does, it just changes how, definitely changes this, the feel of the strings because of the breakover angle. And it will definitely change where in the neck your relief happens, if that makes sense. It's hard to explain. I don't even really know how to explain it. Um, do I love you, people are saying you're correct in the angle of the dangle. That's right. And somebody else said new fangle of the dangle that's angle. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> so you're like having a serious conversation over there, and I was trying not to laugh at the comments. Yeah. How's the audio, by the way? I wonder how people are digging the audio. I don't know. So one of the things we we're trying to give uh, get away from with all these live streams was wearing wireless labs because they're kind of like, especially sitting on the couch and, you know, trying to like hang out and be, I think it's going to work pretty awesome. And the picture looks way better than stupid little webcams. And uh, yeah, man, I'm using my Canon EOS R for, because uh, I got a new camera. Uh, we got videos coming out about that. Oh, the other thing I want to mention to everybody is if you are not subscribed to our other YouTube channel, make sure that you do because um, I tried to get kind of uh, some of that stuff into our Dylan Talks Tone videos, like letting you know when we got a new camera and doing a review on that and talking about the setup about how we do videos and stuff. And people didn't really like it. So I started putting it over on my other channel. So if you're interested in, on our other channel, Music and Mascara. So if you're interested in the gear we use, or, you know, I just did a video about um, the MacBook uh, changing to um, the MacBook M1 um, from PC, like that sort of stuff. Uh, that's where we're putting all that stuff instead of cluttering up this channel with stuff that's not as relevant to guitar stuff. So you'll still enjoy the stuff over there, but it won't, it won't clutter up, you know, what we're doing over here. We do have one question from YouTube's. Uh, and see, I was going to have all this stuff handy and then I ended up, Oh, it's in right here. Uh, let's see. Brett wants to know, what is your general process when designing a new pickup? Is it a sound in your head, fixing a problem, or just saying, hold my beer? <laughs> Those are great ways of asking that question. Great um, ways of product development, too. Yes. And what I will say is... Um, all of the above D all of the above. And the reason I say that is because sometimes it's a sound in my head. Um, sometimes it's solving a problem and I'm going to give you examples of all three of these. And sometimes it's a hold my beer thing. So I'll give you examples of pickups that I make right now that, uh, are one of each of those things. 
our strat pickups, um, our classic five strat pickups and our hot five strat pickups, I wanted a certain sound. Um, I wanted with our classic fives, I really wanted that tin pan alley, like dirty pool, Stevie Ray, super, like super, super chill, really clean, that kind of tubular hollow strat sound. Um, and I worked a lot on getting that right. And so that's what that is. Another example of trying to go after a sound would be our flat six tele pickups. Um, I wanted to find a way to get the mid sixties kind of transition era Telecaster sound, but with a flat pickup instead of a staggered pickup. So that was another, that's another example. Problem solving, uh, would probably fall under our biggest mover and that is our center punch pickups i wanted to make a pickup that did not coil that did not volume drop when you coil split and still had a really good sound and i did not want to use all of the other things like you know paul reed smith uses like the resistor thing and there's a there's spin a split stuff and there's like all kinds of gimmicky ways to do that so i wanted to actually just make a good pickup that did it and so that the center punch is it um and it works and when you split it you barely hear a volume drop at all it works awesome um as far as hold my beer pickups <laughs> the quattro is probably that um i had that actually started with a guitar builder in tennessee who said i want something insane just build something insane um and i was like i wonder what would happen if we wound this thing super gnarly hot put tons of magnet underneath it can i still get it to be super clean and still get it to be super dynamic could it really have all the things and it does and it took some messing around and yeah and then there are other pickups that are like Oops, I screwed up, but that actually sounds pretty good, too. So that's another one that was not on the list. It was a like a lucky accidental screw-up that ended up being awesome. You look better than I do. Your lighting is somehow way better. That's probably because I don't have a hat on. Yeah, probably. It probably is. So what else is going on down there in those comments? There was a lot of shim, shim conversation, shim talk. Um, somebody did it, it turned into a conversation because um, somebody said, "When building a guitar, this is Dan and Dratus. When building a guitar, is it better to put the brake angle in the neck or the neck pocket?" Um, so it depends. On, it just, I think that's a design choice. Um, Consensus in the comment is neck pocket however texas toast puts their neck angle in the neck which is really cool and the way they do it is really cool i don't even know if i'm supposed to say how they do it they have a weird thing that they put it in and for those of you that have been there to see it it's this weird jig that it goes in and they they put the neck angle in the the bottom of the neck itself and then they put it into the guitar and it's really awesome there's no wrong way to do it um, 
personally, I like to put it in the neck pocket over using a shim, obviously, just because it's easier to deal with. Um, but, you know, neck angles, neck angle. You just get it however you're going to get it. If oh, it. Super chat. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Texas Toast Guitars. Mrs. Tone always looks better than you. <laughs> she does. She does. And thanks for the thanks for the super chat, Texas Toast Guitars. Um, so I don't know if And they're in the comments saying the neck is far superior to the neck pocket. Yes. You should ask him if I can say how they do it. I, I when I'm in other people's shops, I try to respect their how they do stuff. And I, they'll show me things and I'll be like, is this some kind of top secret thing? I don't wanna you know, obviously say but uh some of these people are my people yeah yeah shimmy shimmy cocoa pop shimmy shimmy now like <laughs> okay so matt says i can say whatever oh, i want so the way matt does it at texas toast if i'm not mistaken is he has this it's like a sled um it's like a, a piece of wood and it's got some fancy clamps and stuff and i mean you couldn't copy it from my description of it because it's terrible but basically <laughs> He puts he puts the neck in this thing and it holds it at a particular angle and then he mills it and then it has that angle on the bottom and then it goes in the guitar and it's perfect but it's neat it's got this it's a cool like a sled that it rides in and then he he goes like that and all of a sudden it has an angle. Yeah. He said awesome. you can say whatever you want. They can copy me but they can't copy me. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Not with that description anyway. We can copy him though. Uh oh. I mean, we can copy him anytime we want. Yeah. I'm fake Matt and I'm really loud and uh, I put angles in my necks, not in my neck pockets. Yeah. Since he was here, I figured we would. Chris might not be with you, but he's with us. That's right. <laughs> I keep him underneath my front seat at all times. That's never where I know had, when you're going to need him. That's right. That's where I had to go get him from. Doug said Dylan can never be loud enough. <laughs> no, I can't be louder than I can't be louder than Matt. That's for sure. What else we got going? Any questions? Is um, yeah, one moment. Um, I did see one, and now you know what. I just decided, I just realized something. I just realized it. I am going to put this in the door pocket of my car and I'm going to use it for all traffic cameras from now on. You said. <laughs> so when I'm in Denver visiting Matt <laughs> and they have them stupid tollless toll road things, I'm just going to hold in this up. Denver? Yeah. I don't remember that. You might not have been, it might have been pre you, but let's just say I got a speeding ticket in Denver once and it was from one of those. That's funny. Pro or anti ridiculously low output pickups. I am a pro low output pickup person. And here is why. The reason is because the more wire you put on a pickup, uh, when I say low output, what I mean by that is I like pickups that have not very much wire on them. So, um, 
And when I do put a lot of wire on them, I want it to be bigger wire, not thinner wire. So if you think of something such as uh, like a Seymour Duncan JB or a Jazz, um, a Jazz, for example, is a very high output pickup, high resistance, thin wire, and it has no highs whatsoever. The higher the output of the pickup, what, to, in my opinion, it narrows the possibilities of that pickup because what happens is the more wire you put on the bobbin, the higher the resistance is. And yes, the inductance does follow, but you end up losing a lot of high end and it changes where the mid range point is on the guitar. And it moves the mid range, it moves the, um, it moves the resonant peak of the pickup down. And what I don't like about that is you don't have a good strong mid range. And the thing about it is a guitar is a vocal instrument. A guitar is a mid range instrument. And so those types of pickups do well uh, when the guitar is by itself, but they get lost in a mix when you have very high output stuff. So I use lower stuff. So like our DAF pickups, for example, which are our PAF copies are, you know, they're below seven. Well, they're, they're right around seven and a half K or something. They're, they're very, they're very low. They're like three point, I want to say they're like 3.6 K per bobbin, something like that. Um, those are my favorite. Even our higher ish output pickups aren't really over 10 um, because I just feel like you lose so much when you, when you get too hot. And here's the thing about it is um, my approach to building pickups is different than a lot of people's. A lot of people will um, have like five different models of pickups and they'll say, if you're going to play country music on a Wednesday, you need this pickup. If you're going to play blues rock on a Thursday, you need this pickup. If you're going to play metal, I'm like, okay, if this one does this, this one does this and this one does this, why can't I have one that does all three? It just makes more sense. And so if you go to our website, you're going to see we don't make like bajillions of different kinds of pickups. We make like five really good ones that They're give versatile, you yeah. yeah, much more versatility. And lower output pickups as a rule give you more versatility. And if you go and look, I'm not a big vintage classic Rocky guy, but if you go and look at your guitar heroes and your favorite music, chances are they were played especially the older stuff, Almond Brothers, Led Zeppelin, ACDC, very low output, basic stuff. Nothing fancy. We got super a super chat. chat. Ivan, if I'm going to wind my first set of pickups, what type should I start with? What do you mean if? It's when. It's when. When. Uh, by the Oh, speaking of that, um, I got tomorrow's video that comes out. This is why he's asking. This is why I want to bring it up and make it part of a super chat conversation. Tomorrow's video that's coming out is a full review on the new Mojo Tone pickup winder that I just bought. Um, I looked all over the internet before I bought it, trying to find a review on it, and nobody really had a good one. So I made one. Um, and I, I think it's pretty awesome, actually. It's a pretty good one. Um, so, Ivan? Super chat. I would say, we'll get caught up here real quick. I would say, Ivan, the easiest thing to do 
would be to buy a pre-assembled bobbin uh, that is, uh, you know, a Strat pickup or, yeah, a Strat, Strat is probably the easiest. Um, however, the other ones just have more parts inside, you know, like P90s and humbuckers and stuff. But winding is the more, most difficult part. You can assemble parts. Just kidding. Her very first pickup was like really good, you know. So whatever. I had a good coach. Yes. Yeah. Like anyway. watching over my shoulder, literally. I was trying not to. I was nervous. Uh, let's see. Somebody said some. There's another super chat mm-hmm. in there. Uh, Carl Eggstrom, right? You are Dylan. Listen to a quarter pounder or similar. Yeah, dude. So quarter pounder is an interesting one. When I first started making pickups like six years ago or something. Um, the person that I was making pickups for at the time, it was a small guitar builder. And he was like, I want a quarter pounder type pickup. And I was like, do you really? And he's like, yeah. And I made him what I make and sent it to him and didn't tell him. And he's like, Oh, this is really good. And I was like, see, everybody thinks they want, hot pickups you have no idea how many emails i get make sure you wind it hot or they'll put a note on their order when they order stuff they'll be like make sure you wind it hot i want something hot no you don't you actually want something not hot what you want is when you play the guitar in your band you don't want your other dude that you play with guitar player number two who is probably not as good as you, or maybe he's better than you and you're trying to sound better than him. You want to be louder than him. The way you be louder than the other guy that you're on stage with is a lower output pickup with a very strong mid range and nice high end. That is not a high output pickup. You don't want hotter pickups for that. What you want hotter pickups for is tighter overdrive. Basically, that's why like people use active pickups, you know, and and for smoother high end. So like um, if you're going to play jazz, if you're going to play, um, I'm trying to think of something that, that needs a, a real smooth and kind of clipped off high end, uh, faster compression. Like if it's going to send the amp into compression harder, um, then you want a higher output pickup. But low output pickups can do all those things. And if you're lazy about using your knobs, um, then you might want a higher output pickup. So if you don't want to use your tone knob, for example, um, then you might want a higher output pickup. I can see Matt from Texas Toast Guitars wanting to use a higher output pickup because he doesn't like knobs. Hmm. So, you know. Don't skip ahead. We have to catch up a little bit. Um, You were talking about volume drop earlier, so I just wanted to point out Peter DeLeon said the fact that someone wanted to actually make a pickup that split better despite having the resistor method available shows true dedication and care for the customer. And George Mickles wanted to know, so do you guys make bass pickups? We do. I just shipped out a P bass pickup yesterday. Um, And we also make... I'm not going to scroll down so you catch that. Okay. When you get done. I got a weird um I've we've got a weird the slant six for bass pickups that we made for last year's GGBO contender 
uh, and this year's GGBO uh, judge, Dan from Guns and Guitars. I made a weird set of pickups for him, and actually, they ended up being pretty popular. People love them. They're a humbucker. They go come in a regular humbucker. Um, Gary says, if I paint flowers on my guitar, will it make the tone softer? Thanks for the new pickup. Yeah, I think so. It depends on the it depends on the flower. Um, not those prickly purple kind that are like in fields, like in Arizona. I don't know what they're called. I wouldn't. That's that would probably not be. Uh, I wouldn't want prickly tone so much. Uh, I'm thinking more. And you don't want wilty tone either. And you don't want tone that'll only last like four or five days and then just go dead on you either. So you gotta be careful with that. So you gotta get fake flowers. Yeah, but see, fake flowers then they're they're not that great because they're like they don't feel right when it's hot outside. They don't smell good. They don't smell. Guitars are supposed to smell. <laughs> they, who did? Have you smelled your guitar today? That's, today. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> I don't even want to know. I don't know what that means. Everybody smells their guitars. Who doesn't smell their guitar? Mm, maybe that's Do you know? Why I'm not a guitar if, player. If you'll recall, my McPherson carbon fiber acoustic. It did smell weird. I'll give it. It does still does smell it? weird. Yes. And I actually called McPherson about a month after having the guitar. And they were like, how do you like it? Is everything cool? I'm like, yes. But you need to figure out how to make the thing smell different. Because it does not smell like a regular guitar. And if you're trying to get people to latch onto this carbon fiber thing, it can't smell like it smells. You have to figure out how to change how it smells. I literally told McPherson that. It's very so important. Weird. All right. Cecil wants to know, Dylan, thoughts on mass high... Let me start over. Dylan, thoughts on high mass trim blocks just another gimmick or a worthwhile upgrade i want to do a video on that um i have a guitar that i can do that a video with that on that with uh we have that strat that white strat and so i think we want to do that it does change the guitar absolutely so here's an interesting thing you have seen me many times bag on and occasionally run over items that is supposed to affect like sustain and how the guitar feels and stuff. Here's the thing though. A Strat tremolo. When I talk about it, and in that video, actually in the one about the backbone thing where we ran it over, the owner emailed me and was not very happy by the way, um, which I thought was kind of funny. So when when I was in that video, I was saying that the tonal area of the guitar is very important. That's where 99% of the business is between the nut and the saddle. I sort of misspoke there though, because with a, with a tremolo guitar, the motion of the ocean there doesn't stop at the saddles because it goes under wraps around, goes underneath and the springs affect it. So when you strum it, that whole thing moves back and forth. So I'm not saying that the spring and the block and everything are part of the tonal area, but what a heavier trem block does is it helps to isolate the tonal area, the neck to the saddle, the, the nut to the saddles from the springs underneath. 
So the weight of the Tremenbach does make a difference. I want to do a video about it because I think it would be very that'd be a that'd be a good one. That'd be a real good one. Okay. Um. I already forgot this person's name. Whoever the Wayne Hussey person is. I have a question about the pickups on my mid seventies Matsumoku Strat. Plastic Ooh. covers are stuck on, and they have a metal plate underneath. What do you think is inside? They sound pretty good. <clears throat> um, I don't know, but I have seen goofy import uh, guitars like that actually glued together, like with the cover epoxyed on. So I would not try to take it apart because you might actually break it. Um, I have seen that. The metal plate on the bottom is probably just that. It's probably a metal plate on the bottom. Probably, maybe, and I'm not I'm not saying bad things about your guitar. Because if it sounds good, it sounds good and it is good. That's if it plays good and it sounds good, it is good. So that's all that matters. Um but on lower price guitars or some of those like funky um, import guitars, a lot of times what they'll do to raise inductance is put a metal plate on the bottom because maybe the quality of the magnet or the type of magnet is not like normal, right? So, for example, some of those old school pickups that have like those rubbery um, those rubbery like bathtub magnets in them um, will have a steel plate on the bottom because that will boost up inductance sort of like what a telecaster bridge pickup does so that that's possible that that could be the reason why it's con uh, constructed that way that's cool those are that's cool man i'm super into all those wacky like japanese and italian um guitars from like the 60s and 70s are very very cool uh, for a while when we had our house, I went through a whole streak of buying them and refurbishing them and selling them. Mm -hmm. I actually did pretty good on it, too. So, K. Cole 4001 has a question. What's the heaviest gauge wire you've tried? I used to work in a ballast factory. The finest wire we had was 46, and I always thought that would be way too thick. 46 is thin. So I use 42 most of the time. Um, so let's talk about wire gauges for everybody that's maybe not be familiar. The higher the number of a wire gauge, the smaller it is. Um, to put it into terms that we are more familiar with, that we don't build pickups, um, zero and two are like the huge wires that are on your battery cables in your car or like when you have a um, a winch like on your Jeep or something, you'll use like two. It'll be like this huge wire. Um, the wire that's in your wall will be like uh, 12 or 14 gauge. So Romex in your wall will be like 12 or 14. And then um, a Charlie Christian pickup will be like a 38 or a 40 ish. Something like that. And then um, a P90 or a humbucker will be a 42, which I use all the time. And then I use 43 a lot too. 43 is a little thinner 
and it will be for like a neck pickup on a Telecaster, as an example. Uh, we got another super chat from Adam. What's up, Dylan? How are you and Leslie tonight? Thank you for the super chat. We are awesome. Um, Hello, Adam. We had a little hiccup getting this live stream going, but I kind of don't care yeah. now. I had I'm to learn a new thing and then didn't get to use it. Too. I know we were really excited about it. It was going to be cool because I think we're actually going to be able to like put your comments we're up gonna on the screen. We're going to feature you. Yeah. We wanted it to be about you, and we had this whole plan. I just, I'm. We're trying we're gonna to make it happen. We're trying to make improvements. Yes. That. Make it to where you, because these Q and A things interactivity are as about, much as we can. Yeah. Yes, they're about you, um, and so trying to showcase isn't the right word, but I guess maybe that it is. I don't know. Is but especially for folks that use super chats and do all those. I, like I just want to say thanks, man. And I, I think a cool way is to put it up on the screen and say, hey, everybody, these people are awesome. You know, for like, sure. So I'd like to do that. So we're gonna we'll get it figured out. Uh, we'll see if it works next week. I'm loving this whole not sucky camera shot though. This is awesome, and the lighting is awesome. And I do look better than normal, even though I don't look as good as you. I don't even know what that means. Why do you look better than normal? Oh, I mean, the camera is like way better than it was last week. <laughs> Anyway, um, Jeffrey Egan, aren't lipstick pickups low output? They are. They're very low. Um, there was a conversation in the chat. I just wanted you to say that, too. Mm -hmm. They are very low. Yep. Are you going to say more? No. Nope. Good. Okay. Ski Dude K2 says, what do you think of Zex Coil pickups? Um... I'm they are very cool like in a nerdy kind of way will I put them in my guitars no um I am a more conventional I don't care about noise or hum or any of that I mean like, to a point um the idea is very cool the fact that somebody, you know, just like somebody said earlier, you know, hey, you came up with this center punch thing. That's cool. Yes, Zex Coil is the same way. I have a friend who's an amp builder in New Jersey who um, is like friends with him or something, and he has a bunch of guitars with him in it. And um, so I, I got to play a bunch of them, and I, I they're cool, but I'm not a. Uh, that's just not me. I, I honestly literally throw that in the same category as Fender noiseless pickups I've, or lace sensors. They're really cool. The idea is cool. It's neat that somebody thought of it, but I don't care about it that much. Nestor says, for nice quack tone on position two of a Strat, what do you suggest? And I'm just going to say what he wrote. SS out of phase or not. Middle RWRP. Saludos. Okay. So I... Um, single, single out of phase is not... Uh, to me, it's not the way. Um, position two, 
let's just be clear here. Um, position two is the second one from the bottom of the switch. So that would be the bridge and the middle position together. Um, I personally, we, we reverse wound, reverse wind, uh, reverse polarity, all of the sets of pickups that we make. Um, and in that position, there's a couple of things you can do to make it good. Uh, our classic fives are a good example of this where they're lower output pickups, but the step up from the neck, from the middle to the bridge is a little bit more extreme. So it gets a, the bridge ones a little hotter, but not too hot. Cause you don't want it to like cut your head off. Like strap pickups are, can be terrible. Um, and then the other thing you can do to get that quack is lower your middle pickup. So I'll give you a little, this is how I adjust my strat pickups. Basically what I do is I put my finger on the last fret and I move the bridge, the neck pickup all the way up until it's reasonable. So it usually ends up being, I don't know, like, what do I say? 150 thousandths or something like that. Um, so I, I fret the last note and I make sure it's not going to hit and I give it a little room. So then when you let it go, it ends up being about 150 thousandths. Then what I do, which is uh, three millimeters ish, something like that for y'all metric, metric money folks. Um, and then what I do is I, I set the neck pickup basically manually. And then I set the bridge pickup to balance volume wise because you don't want the bridge pickup to be too high because then it gets too harsh and it gets too jangly and it gets too cutty. So then I, I, I balance the neck and the bridge. Then what I do is I go between my notch positions, two and four, the ones you're talking about, and I set the middle one to get the sound I want. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care where it ends up, but it usually ends up being lower than the other two because as you drop that middle one away, you start to get that more quacky kind of sound and you get that more in the four position, which is my favorite, so neck and middle, you get that kind of tubular, dirty pool kind of sound, you know, Stevie Ray, dirty pool, or like um, yellow lead better, Pearl Jam, that kind of sound if you lower that middle pickup just a little bit. And so that's what I, that's how I do it to get the, what you're talking about without doing anything whack. You could try it with your guitar now without changing anything. When are you going to do the rig roast? Um, we're going to give it a couple of more weeks. Um, and we're actually going to work out the bugs so we can actually put the stuff on screen and share screens and picture and picture and all that kind of junk. Cause I want to be able to share it with everybody properly, but also we only have like, um, there's not very many people. So here's what you have to do. You have to go to the Dylan talks tone Facebook page. So it's facebook.com slash Dylan talks tone. And you'll find our group there. There's a, and I don't know if it's, it might be like Facebook, dot com slash groups slash Dylan pickups or something. I, I don't know. Anyway, we have a Facebook group and you can go over there. There is a announcement post and you can take a picture of your rig and put it in there. And then we're going to do a rig roast. Um, that is coming. And when I say roast, I'm not going to bag on your gear. You know me. I don't do that kind of stuff. What we are going to do is we're going to look at everybody's gear and talk about 
basically how awesome it's going to be kind of a pump thing. But the idea is, is so that we all get ideas from each other. I think a lot of times we get too in tune with what we think we're trying to do or, you know, like what the latest trends are. And then you look at other people's rigs and uh, you realize that maybe what you think is important might not be as important or you get some ideas. What it does for me, uh, I'm going to tell you, I started doing it kind of selfishly. Um, obviously, I want to feature you on the YouTube channel. That was the number one reason. But the, the number two reason was kind of a selfish one. And it was that I wanted to see what you all were playing. Um it helps me to know when we're putting this content together, what you all are playing. Um, and what I've learned is I think we can have a little bit more fun with this content because we all play, but we're not like ridiculously serious. Now I know that people go off and get crazy in the comments about how everything should be super scientific and people say mean things about I'm not scientific enough or whatever. But when you start to look at everybody's rigs and what we're all playing, you just realize that we're all having fun, right? Like you look and you're like, Hey, this dude's got a, he was embarrassed. There's one guy who was embarrassed because he didn't want to post his line six spider jam. Cause that's the only amp he had. And I'm like, dude, post it. Yeah. We want to know, man. That's so cool. You play what you have, you yeah. know, and you, and that's what you do. Yeah. It doesn't matter. We don't all need matchless chieftains and $4,500 custom guitars. I'm not even playing one of those anymore. And I build the things. I don't even have one around. Like, we, I don't think that's important. And that is what I, I want to do this to find out what you play, to feature what you play. And so that all of us in the community can kind of learn from each other that, you know, yeah, lightening up and just loving what we're playing is, is cool. Um, that's why we're doing it. I think it's awesome. What else you got? I don't know. Chaos. Yeah. Are we all over the place? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the sauce video is cool, even if it was an infomercial. I love when people make comments and you can tell they really pay attention to to you in all places. Earlier, somebody said something about um, your serial guitar box shim mess that was good. And I was like, oh, long time viewer. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, you know, somebody mentioned something about 50K views. Yeah. I want everybody to know, and I'm just putting this out there. It's coming out in a video next week, but I'm telling you, because I put it in a video next week. I want to hit 100,000 subs this year. I know that's a, a, a tall ask, but if you like what we do, or even if you don't like what we do, please share what we do. That's all you got to do, and it's free to do that. Um, and I really do appreciate it. Um, because I want to hit 100,000 this year. That's my goal. Um, no reason, really. I just want to grow this part of it. What it does, well, there is a reason. What it does as we grow is it gives me more... Um, 
not necessarily more money because subscribers don't actually make me more money. So it's not, it's not a money thing. It's more about um, other people in guitar land pay attention when you have more subscribers. And the reason that matters is because um, it opens up opportunities for better content. That's what happens. You'll get a phone call and you'll be like, hey, I want, could you make a video about this? Or we'd like to have you come and, you know, like remember that one time um, we went and we toured uh, Keeley, you know, um, and now that we have a motorhome, like we could go a lot of different places. And he's got a new building and we need to go again. Yeah, we should go do that again. But that that's the thing. Uh, having more subscribers and being a little bit more uh, recognized on YouTube uh, opens up opportunities for better content. Um, like I said, it's that that's what I'm really, really want to do because I have goals to make really cool content. I have ideas, but I, at this point I can't pull them off. I can't pull off the ideas that I, I want to do at this time. So as we grow, it just gets better. So that's, that's what, so Jack Birds had a question. Did Ibanez have a trial? I cannot read. Did Ibanez have a tri coil pickup? If so, how do they work? They did have one. Did, was it Ibanez? Somebody answered to I can't remember if, if it was. The Ibanez I ATK base had a triple coil humbucker in the bridge position as the only pickup on that base. It had an EQ system of some sort in it, but I don't have any idea about the particulars of it. That's what BC Rich said in response to that question. Yeah, BC Rich would know he likes some weird stuff. Cool. Um, I tell you what, it's been on my list to build one. Mm. A triple because it's just weird. Speaking of the like hold my beer kind of pickup. I have these base plates. The base plates that I use for the the Quattro, um, mm -hmm. they are actually made for a triple coil humbucker, triple coil blade. Really? Mm, triple coil blade would look cool. Maybe the G. Maybe the great guitar build off guitar needs one of those. You need something new. I, told I you need that. something new. All right. While you think about that, that's what we're gonna do. Peter DeLeon. Yes. What pickups do you think pair best with massive strings for people who like bridge cables to avoid the crazy subharmonics that show up? Um, bridge cable. That is funny. Yeah. That's what it feels like sometimes where they, um, I don't think that, I mean, you need a little more magnet, I guess. But on a guitar, unless we're talking about like 60, gauge 60, like uh, like a 7 or 8 string, um, I don't think you have to worry about it a whole lot. I think you can experiment with regular guitar pickups the same way you would experiment um, with normal gauge strings. Uh, and I... Because I get this question a lot too. Hey... I'm I'm ordering you know I'm ordering a P90 from you. Do you need to do anything different? Because I'm going to put it in a Eastman baritone, and I'm like, no, not really. You you don't really need to. Um, I'm ordering a center punch pickup, and I'm putting it in the neck pickup neck position of a 
a baritone Telecaster. Now you, you don't really need to worry about it. Um, cause people will say, how is it going to handle the lows better? Um, and lows are easier to handle in my opinion there, you know, the guitar is going to have them anyway, cause it's bigger. It's the scale is longer. Um, the string is thicker. You're, you're going to lean that direction anyway. So it's not, I don't think you really need to worry about it that much. Mike Resendiz said, should I get in on this rig roast? Uh, you have a roastable rig right now. So yeah, I think you should. I think you should. Yeah. A lot of people were like, Oh, I forgot. I need to add a pick. Yeah. Do it, man. Um, Mike Resendiz has a, um, jazz master acoustic That's why he's saying that. Mm-hmm. You know, the funny thing about that, he posted a picture of it in the group the other day and everybody's bagging on these jazz master acoustic so bad. But what's funny is I know people that actually own them. Like I know a few people that actually own them and nobody I know that actually owns one says, Oh, I shouldn't have bought it. Everybody's like, this is the coolest thing ever. I'm so glad I bought it. It's the coolest. It's weird, but it's cool. Like everybody I know. And I happen to know that there's a Mexican one coming. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I don't know if I'm supposed to know that, but I do know that a Mexican one is coming and I know it's going to be right around a thousand bucks and it's going to be exactly the same. The wood's going to be the same. The frets are going to be the same. The construction's going to be the same. The finish is going to be the same. The only difference is it's not going to have quite as many features on the electronic side, but it's going to be basically be the same, but it's going to be a Mexican one, but it's going to be exactly the same. Uh, And they are selling for those of you that think they're dumb. They're selling like a hundred a day. So they're selling a lot of them. You would actually, you know, what's really funny though. I asked my source. So if they're selling a hundred of those a day. What ratio of those to Telecasters are they <laughs> selling a day? Yeah. And he said it's like ten to one. So if they're selling, I thought you told me a hundred. A hundred to one. Yeah, a hundred to one. If they're selling a uh, hundred of those a day, they're selling ten. Well, for they're every one a, of those, they're selling a hundred Telecasters. Yeah, for every one of those, they're selling a hundred Telecasters every day. Yeah. American standards, not squires. We're talking American stuff. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Um, Dave Clark said more RC cars, 100K easy. Oh, dude. I got, there's some really mad comments about the RC car. Like, this is the dumbest test you ever did. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, uh, I don't care. I'm, I'm also changing up just to get a little personal. I'm also changing up how I handle comments in the YouTubes because there was a point where I really wanted to respond to everybody. Like I really wanted to interact with everybody mostly because I want to have that personal kind of, you know, thing like we have here, but there's two things have happened. One is 700 videos. It like, it's too many. I, I physically can't. And the other thing is, that it also um, it also uh, gets 
pretty negative. So I'm not very negative. negative. I'm not going to engage negative comments on YouTube anymore because I feel like those people need to, they need to look inward before they, they post on YouTube. And I also feel like there's no, there's never a right answer anyways. No. And there's no point in giving that airtime. Unless it's really funny. If it's really funny, then I post it on Facebook. So. Super chat. Super chat. Jeff. Jeff Childs. Hey, what's up, dude? Dylan, don't tease us. If you make a special coil for your GGBO guitar, you'll be putting them into your product line. I'm hoping. We'll have to see. I don't know if it's going to (laughs) work. Mrs. Texas Toast said GGBO guitar needs another neck. I wonder where she heard that from. Yeah, I know. Actually, I was on the phone with Matt the other day, and he's like, you know, two necks, because anything I do with GGBO, he's like, if I was going to do it, I'd want two necks. And I'm like, yeah, but you're out this year, dude. You're just judging, man. So, you know. Literally judging. Totally judging. Judging everybody's videos. Judger. Love it. Love it. I just have to read this comment. The Beast. It's a cool name, by the way. My husband and I recently came across your videos on YouTube for the first time. He was having issues with his guitar. I just like to say subscribed. The way you explain things is incredible. Thanks, man. I tried to be pretty human about it all. Is that a guitar question before I read it out loud? No. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Okay. What that is. They'll have to. Matt is so judgy. <laughs> yeah. If I make a tri coil, it's going to have to have some sort of. Jeff I already know. He says he's missing the monthly music and mascara live streams. Maybe we'll go somewhere so, cool and do that again. Yeah, the reason we haven't been doing the monthly live streams on Music and Mascara is because we haven't been anywhere. We've been here for four mo- three months. It's going to be four by the time we leave. And um, it's... Ugh, I don't like staying in one place this long. But we had... It's three months by the time we leave. Well, it feels like forever. It's exaggerating. We had, we had some obligations that we had to deal with or handle and take care of and stuff. So it's been good. And the break has been good because we've gotten a lot of other things done. Um, I had to get a new uh, convection oven in the motorhome today. So we had to install that thing because it broke. And there was a couple other things we did. when we When we stay home, we end up taking care of stuff like we replaced a camera. We replaced a computer. Um, we, you know, did, did some various things while we were home. So it was good. But when we get back on the road, we probably will. And I already did fire up the Music and Mascara YouTube channel. Um, there's going to be some videos on some of the gear that we're using, live stream setup stuff over. It's going to be more techy, like more tech review kind of stuff for a while because i've got a bunch of we got a 360 camera that i haven't actually used in a video yet um we got um i got one new camera and i got another new camera coming on monday um 
just, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of stuff that we want to share with you, but it just doesn't really fit on the Dylan talks tone side. So we'll yeah. see where it goes. Yeah. I'm glad you liked them though, Dennis. Um, yeah. Thanks Dennis. Jason Alberts made this comment a couple times and I missed it. Um, oh. Make it. If you make a triquel, he wants you to call it the V12. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be called the V12 because it doesn't make sense because there's three. I think it's going to be called the Speed Dribble. But probably not the Speed Dribble because I'll probably get in trouble for calling it the Speed Dribble, but it's going to be called something based on a three-cylinder motorcycle engine. That's probably what it's going to be based on. We could call it the Metro because Geo Metro has had three cylinders, but that's not as cool. <laughs> Um, you did videos about most kinds of pickups. Mm -hmm. Would you, or did you do one about burned trisonic pickups? I have not. And I get an ex I get questions about that all the time. So I'm going to put that on my list. The reason, so there's a few things that people request all the time. And the reason I don't, and one of them is a Sustaniac. And one of them is a Trisonic. The reason I don't make those videos is because I don't know enough about them to give you any meaningful content. And so I will should say that again. try to change that. People don't understand that part. What? About meaningful content, like, and learning that you are learning. Yeah. I mean, some of this stuff I've had to learn really from scratch. I mean, some of it. I mean, I had to learn all of it. So we weren't born knowing any of it. So I had to learn a lot of it. Um, and some of it was by trial and error. The, the trisonic thing's tough because you can't get them. And I'm not going to buy one and cut it apart because they're worth a fortune. And I mean, I, I mean, I kind of know how they're made. They're an air coil, but like, yeah, I'll get into it some. What I'm probably going to have to do is buy a Sustaniac. What I should do, I don't need to buy any more guitars. What I should do is I should hook up with my Schecter guy and see if I can get something with a Sustaniac in it. And then mm. we'll do some videos on, on that. Because um, I have a Schecter hookup that might be able to help me with that. So our Gomez says, Dylan, I agree a hundred percent with your position on Tonewood. How does PRS still get away with it? They, uh, Jeff, we'll get to you in a minute, but that's a great idea. I think you just named it. Um, <laughs> yeah, <sighs> marketing. Yeah, it's just marketing. I mean. I just don't market that way. I don't. And it's in all genres of anything. It is. Marketing is its own tool. Well, and what happens is people, they latch on to a particular concept that surrounds whatever it is. It could be photography. It could be guitars. It could be Mac versus PC, you know. Macs are for creative people and PC is for, that's totally not true, but it's just the thing that pre is predominant in the market and they latch onto it. And so marketing people say, well, this is the, 
where I'm, I try to be different. Where I try to be different is instead of latching on to what that flow is that people already think, I try to say this is what's actually happening and hope people latch on to this is what's actually happening. Um, and that's that's the only difference. I mean, but that doesn't feel as good because people don't like the truth. That's thus, what marketing is. Marketing why, just makes you feel good. Thus, why? So, okay. So, Unless thus, you why? Confirm what you already think. Exactly. And that is why we only have, I say only, I'm grateful for everyone, but after doing it for six years, this is why we only have 53,000 subscribers. Is we don't fight enough. Nope. Me and you, we don't fight enough. We don't, there's not enough sparks in our videos. We don't throw stuff at each other. We don't, um, and people don't like, people do not like when I make a video and they learn something that does not uphold what they already believe about their guitars or that says something negative about a product that they support. So for example, the people that got really upset, I can already tell who uses Big Ben's Nut Sauce by how they comment. That's not right. You didn't test it right. You didn't do it right. Blah, blah, blah. Well, you must use it already because I told you something that is true and you don't like it. So that means that you you do use it, and I challenged your belief system. Challenging people's belief systems is not popular, and so many people make this music thing into such a religion that I am literally challenging a belief system when I say, try 500k pots with your single coils. Just try it, because it's cool, and it's fun. But people don't like hearing that. And what what's really interesting to me about this is, and I could go off on this for days, so I won't, but what's very interesting to me about this is like um, people will Google, they'll look for something on YouTube about something they already own to make sure that they feel good about what they already own and what they're already using instead of finding out ahead of time whether they should do it or not. Like when I do investigation, I just I just bought a Canon EOS R. I spent like hours, probably six months, doing research on whether I was going to buy this camera or not before I bought it. Then I did go and watch a bunch of videos about like how to use it and stuff afterwards and how to get the best out of it, but I didn't look for something to like prop up my own beliefs afterwards, which I think a lot of people do, which drives me insane. Do your super chat. Which, oh yeah, Jeff for almost forgot about you, dude. I like mentally noted it and then didn't share it. Um, Jeff Childs says, Dylan, dude, call it a trident done. It's done. So triumph actually makes made an old bike called the trident. And that is a great idea. It is called the Trident. That's it's done. This pickup he hasn't even I haven't even designed yet. it or made it. And I don't even know it's gonna name. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, we'll figure it out. 
Adam Roan said, Dylan, you should try a Boss Next Tone special. I got one recently and love it. Dude, I had one. Oh, did you? Yeah, that's that one we bought and I returned it. Mm. So good. So good. Um, for anybody that is shopping for amps, that's the one to get. That is, it's, I mean, if you don't, unless you want to spend like money and get a tube amp or something, but like if you have five or six hundred bucks, I think those are eight actually. The the special, um, it's two amps in one, it's like eight amps in one. So cool, so cool, great amp. Adding Valen, Valen too. Mm-hmm. I was about to add another syllable to his name. Um, is Dylan's favorite pickup style still P90? <sighs> I remember hearing that on one of his old videos. Absolutely. Yeah. Fat Philosopher, any plans to sell a telly set with a humbucker in the neck? Um, We could do that. Yeah. I mean, let me know. I would totally do that for you. Uh, I mean, we can. You, you can. So you can buy individual pickups. Um and in any combination. Yeah. And I we have some a center punch neck pickup with a telecaster bridge pickup is bomb. Put a coil split on that neck pickup. That's the jam. That's what I would do. And Hussey said calling it a three-way could be misconstrued. <laughs> that's Don't true. Google that. That's true. And uh fat philosopher, you're lefty, and our flat six pickups can be run backwards with no problem. That cannot Other people be... like Jeff's idea too. Try it in for the win. Agreed. Awesome. I am. Hey, Dylan, what do you think about Monty's pickups? Don't know. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. There's a lot of small pickup builders now. A lot of them. Really? Yeah, there's a little bunch of little dudes. Huh. I mean, I've sell, I used to sell parts to a lot of them. That's guy true. in Chicago, guy in, um, yeah, a bunch of them. I still get emails regularly. Are you still selling? Blah blah blah. And I'm like, nope. Yeah, we quit selling parts for quite a while. We were supplying other pickup makers, like small ones, and uh, with magnets and flat work and covers and stuff. We don't do any more, though, because our situation changed now that we live in a motorhome. It's a little bit smaller. Dennis says Triumph still makes the Trident as a 660. Oh, that's right. You are right. That is true. And actually, yeah, that is a that is actually a really neat bike, too. It doesn't have a lot of bells and whistles on it, but it's now that he says that, I do remember that. I was actually just reading up on some tri- Triumph stuff. I'm trying to find a bike that I like that is like 300, a, a sport, sporty ish, maybe vintage classic um, street bike that is like 350 pounds. And so those small displacement stuff like that is that's right in my wheelhouse right now fat philosopher i just have to read this even though it just came in i graduated with a philosophy degree what i learned everything you believe can probably be proven false that's true oh that's i mean it's it's true tim pierce uses monty seems to be popular with british musicians it's high end 
They're used by Mark Knopfler and Mark Pete Knopfler. Townsend. Do you Townsend? know who either of those people are? No. You know who Mark Knopfler is? No. Dire Straits. Okay. You know who Pete Townsend is? No. That's okay. It's he's the who, but it doesn't. We're so old. These fans are older than me. I know. I'm yeah. so I'm filling you in. No. Um. <laughs> Phil said I was looking at Odessa this morning. Good. Ah, uh, good call. Yeah. He makes good stuff. Phil is uh, our um. John is. I'll tell you a story about John. He not only makes really good stuff, I buy buy stuff from him, support him. He is such a cool guy. When we first started RVing full-time last year, we said, we're going across the country. I didn't even know John. I had sold him some parts. Um, I had sold him, maybe like shipped him some wire. Or so I had sold him some wire when we were doing that before. Um, anyway, I get this Facebook message from this guy that I met in a Facebook group. And he said, hey, if you're ever coming through Kansas, which is like BFE in the middle of nowhere, which I would never go on purpose. He's like, I will put in a 50 amp service for you and give you water hookups and you can stay there for as long as you want for free if you want to stop by and say hi. And he's like, and it's in the mayor of the city's backyard and I already got clearance to do it. He literally put a 50 amp service in for us. So we're going across the country. Um, I didn't really need to go that way, but, but we went on purpose. But we went on purpose because he said, stop by. We stayed across the street from his house in the mayor's backyard for a week for free. And we had drinks with him every night on his cool patio behind his house. Got and to he see is, his shop. Yeah. And we did that video Incredible. together. We yeah. shot that video together. Um, and he makes really high quality stuff. And he is a really cool guy. So buy something from him. He is a really cool dude. He's worth supporting for sure. Yeah. I just want to share that because I, I mean, that has happened. We've had people say, hey, stop by and, you know, I'll buy a beer or whatever, like, or, you know, meet up and we'll go have some food or whatever. But that was uh, kind of a, an above and beyond deal. And I, I'll never forget it. We'll be there to see him again. And he lives right down the road from MJT, which is another place that I want to go. Mark, Jenny. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. People are bagging on me for not knowing old music. I'm sorry. y'all. Not really. I don't care. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I get bagged on all the time because I say that I skip Led Zeppelin when it comes on the radio. Um, I lost my place. Did you? It, it like rolled off. That's funny. Does it matter which way the pickup is turned? Like the pole that is under the low E and under the high E? Or can you turn it the wrong way? Um, staggered pull piece pickups that are made a certain way, uh, that does matter. But if it's flat across the top, it doesn't. It doesn't matter at all. Yeah. Yeah. Cecil Music says, I've never been big on Led Zeppelin. Here's the thing. 
and I get I get no end of crap for this from my friends and from people on the internet, and I get all the I can't respect you anymore because you don't like the Almond Brothers. Here's the thing: all those bands are amazing. Mm-hmm. They made amazing music, and they had great tone. A lot of them. A lot of them didn't. A lot of them had terrible tone. Actually, Dimebag, for example, had terrible tone. Amazing guitar player. I just couldn't stand his flying razor blades tone. I just didn't like it. Lots of really, really good musicians way back in the day. Changed music history forever. And for that reason, they hold a place in history. They deserve to be in a museum. They deserve, like, when we go to the Metropolitan Museum of Art and we see... You know, Jimmy Page's Les Paul, it's amazing. I, I think it's so cool, and it's amazing that they have that place in history. Do I care about that music in 2021? Nope, not at all. Because I want to take this whole thing and move it forward. I want music to move forward, and I want our kids to play music, and I want their kids to play music, and I want everything to move forward. And the thing is, is that... You don't do that by looking backwards. You figure out how how to be creative in 2021. And when somebody calls me and says, do you make a pickup that'll make me sound like Jimmy Page? I'll say, no, I don't. Uh, here's what we make. Make your own sound with it. I don't disrespect any of those people. I do respect them, but I just don't. If there's a choice between something that just came out last week and some old classic rock song, I'm going to listen to what came out last week. I, um, I was thinking about this the other day because I was trying to, I'm trying to figure out how to put this in a video and I don't want to necessarily say it's like a, all the reasons I don't agree with Rick Beato, but it kind of is like where he kind of gets on modern music and stuff. And I just feel really, really different about it. Um, I watched, I actually watched a Rick Beato video and Rick Beato was kind of bagging on old music to Eric Johnson. He was interviewing Eric Johnson and Eric Johnson was like, you know, I find it different. He's like, I feel like there's a lot of guitar music going right now. That's really good. And he said, and I think music now has a different purpose than it did in the 60s or in the 50s, you know? And the other thing you got to think about, too, is you're thinking of Led Zeppelin and Allman Brothers and a few bands. But for every one of those, there was a hundred other bands that we forgot because crappy music has always been a thing. Like, I always go back to the one-eyed, one-horned, purple people eater. That is the stupidest song ever. So yeah, I mean, why was like one hit wonders ever a thing? Right, right. There's always been crappy music. There's always been overly produced music. There's always been overly commercialized artists that were just like a tool of marketing for a record label. You know, there was always those sorts of things. Um, since we've been together, you've been really good for me about looking into the story. So you'll go read about, you know, a song that Taylor Swift wrote that I never even cared about. And you'll be like, actually, 
this is when she wrote it and how she wrote it and what it was all about and all the backstory on it. And you're like, wow, I have a completely different respect for that piece of music, where it came from, the collaboration, who she worked with, like all those things. And you, you start to realize that all these people that people bag on now for being terrible pop music or whatever are still being creative and finding their own creativity uh, in 2021 and because it's just it doesn't sound like led zeppelin but it's still the same process and it's still a lot for a lot of for a lot of them not everybody but for a lot of them and i don't want to disrespect that either i don't want to disrespect the work that some dude is doing in their bedroom uh producing a record and winning a grammy for it like i don't want to disrespect that either that's pretty dang cool you know so yeah Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what. This has been super fun. Even though we got off to a rocky start, I'm going to go and change We're the... We're going to figure it out, I'm going to go and... Yeah, we'll fix it. We'll figure it out. We'll figure out why it didn't work. Um, and we'll do it. Because I want to put your comments up. Super chats and Patreon comments and all that, especially. I want to I want to put those on the screen, man. I totally want to. Um, but we have a low battery on this computer. We have a low battery on my phone. And it has been almost an hour and a half. Almost an hour and a half. I think that's a pretty good stream for the night. You guys are killer. Uh, thanks for everybody who has been. Oh, except for Greta's on fleek. I can't stand Greta's on fleek. I, I'm sorry. Can't stand them. There's not very many bands I say that about, but I can't stand um, Super chat. Greta's on fleek. Okay. Uh, oh, I don't even know what that. Rebby Dorham from Korea. So that must be some sort of ten thousand feels like a lot, but I, it's probably a normal amount of money. Thank you so much for your super chat, and thank you for watching from Korea. Yeah, I actually have a customer. Uh, we built a custom guitar and sent it to Korea. Uh, he was an American service member serving in Korea, but I did send a guitar to Korea. Um, so we do have one. Over there. Just sent one to uh, Kiev, Ukraine. It's a one fat philosopher says. I knew I knew the word. I couldn't think of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for answering my questions. And your pickups. Uh, your pickups are right over there. I haven't made the lipstick one yet, but I made the Jazzmaster pickups. So probably by the end of next week, I will have your order out to you. And uh, I think you're in Denmark. So, oh, do you want to tell them what you're doing? Yeah, we haven't talked about how we're going to share that, but we don't know how we're going to share it yet, but we have a cool thing. I really. made, um, if any of you watch TikTok at all, you will know that anybody who like has some, some kind of sales, um, they like to share these sales maps. So I was like, oh, I want to make a sales map. Um, and he does international sales too. So I made a sales map for the 2021 sales thus far this year. So um, I just thought it'd be a fun way to again you recognize can see everybody. where you're at on the map. And then if you're not represented on the map, maybe it'll encourage you to buy something. I just thought it'd be a fun, interactive yeah. way to. So I, I have a United States map. I have a Canada map, I have an Australia map, and I have a map of the UK. So 
that is how 2021 is going so far. And what she's doing is filling in the states or the provinces or the yeah. territories or whatever, however it applies to each country, the best we can. We're, we don't know every country, but um, she's doing the best we can. And I don't know how we're going to share it yet or what we're going to do there, but uh, I don't know if we're going to make a page on the website or, or what we're going to do, but we're going to, we want to share where you all are, are from at least generally so that everybody, I don't know. I just feel this community related stuff is more important is, is really important to me. Yeah. So um, and it was fun to do. I'm using, I'm kind of on a creative streak. So it was just fun to do. Yeah. So, um, don't forget that the audio part of this is going to be a podcast. Uh, I'm still working on Apple. They're a pain, but I'm still working on Apple. We got it on uh, Spotify and we got it on Google and a couple other ones. So there should be a link to that. Um, not right away, probably tomorrow. Um, we'll put, uh, timestamps and everything on all of this stuff in the comments or in the description of the video. Cause it takes me like a while to do that. So, um, we'll do that tomorrow morning and there's going to be a video comes out at noon tomorrow. So don't forget about that. And, uh, that's pretty much all the housekeeping. The other thing is I've been doing lately is I've been putting random stuff in orders. So we have, um, that's how I'm doing giveaways now because Patreon doesn't like you to do giveaways and YouTube's weird about it. So what we're doing is if you order a set of pickups from me or something, there might be something cool in there. You have another super chat. As uh -oh. long as the super chats keep coming, yeah, we, we have to going. stay. Oh, Jeff child says, how long will you be in Georgia? Tony's from California. So he's probably just now getting later. Uh, Jeff, I will be in Georgia for another Month almost to the day. A couple um, days shy of a month. Yeah, a couple days shy of a month. We're leaving on the 27th next month. And we will be in we're gonna go to Chattanooga, Tennessee for for Memorial Day weekend, basically. And then we're gonna go to uh another place in Tennessee. Um more to come. More to come on that. Yeah, more to come. It's it's a it's a big deal. It's a big deal, but I, I'm not sure how much I can say about it yet. So, uh, but that's coming. Um, speaking of amazing content, it's going to be awesome. I hope so. Um, awesome. Thanks. Yeah, Jeff. man, you guys have been great. This has been cool. Thanks everybody. And I really appreciate you putting up with it at the beginning and we will see you tomorrow at noon.